Kayanos, Kayanos, fresh tongues, Kayanos, fresh tongues. A new depth, a new fountain, a new depth, a new fountain, Kayanos. Psalms chapter 144. If you are there, say Amen. Okay, let's start from verse 1. First thing you will notice here, let's see the ones we can touch. If we can touch, if I'm fast, we'll be able to touch um, warfare's covenant encounters. Eh? Warfare's covenant encounters. Have we done encounters? What I think what we did was visions. Eh? Have we done this one? I know we have done this. Have we done this? Have we done this? Have we done this? Have we done this? And this. Okay, let's start from the last one. Um, I think this is series five or six. The structures of the wilderness of processism. Psalm chapter 144. We'll start from verse 1. <clears throat> you will notice that he said, A psalm of David. So, um, concerning the two things that I will, I will want us to look into today, um, maybe we can use David as a case study. Huh? So, he said in verse 1, Blessed be. The Lord, what my strength, which teacheth my hands toward war, and my fingers toward fight. One of the major structures of the processism is warfare. 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 Now, let me tell you, um, many years ago, not too many years, not too long ago, but almost about five or some years ago, I was doing a service at Ogun State, and that was one of the major seasons in my process that God began to teach me how to walk. I didn't know warfare. Now, remember, I grew up in a deliverance ministry. That doesn't mean you know warfare. That you have been shouting, fire, 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 die, die. That, that is not warfare. In God's context, that is not warfare. Because as we, I think we have done a, a, a teaching on that, that the scripture says, for we wrestle not against what? Flesh and blood. And then he also says that the weapons of our warfare are not what? Carnal. So you see two key things. One is that the, the realm of warfare is not in this realm. And then the articles of warfare are not also in this realm. So there is nothing in the education that man has given you in warfare that will suffice fully on the dog, but they can educate you. But when the real time comes, you learn how to walk by the teachings of the spirit. The anointing begins to teach you. Are you with me now? The scripture says that there is an anointing that abides in you. 
that retains the capacity to teach you. One of the teachings of that anointing in the seasons when God was teaching me warfare was that he began to teach me on how to do night watches, waking up in the night. It was not part of my curriculum. You see, these are not the teachings, I with me. These are not the teachings of classroom. It is not doctrine, it's reality. Now, you can go and start asking God, why, why not during the day? Why in the night? Eh? But he told you night. It is on some of those days that God can even open your eyes. Or when you have, you have the capacity to enter into the time where the things that are running against your destiny were instituted, then you will now know why God insisted on the measures that he is insisting on. Eh? So, he set me up on the night watches. And I have noticed that the greatest weapon against the things that were instituted in my own family line is night watches. That's how my mother was able to conquer many of them. Night watches. What did I say? Night watches. So, when something becomes hardest, the greatest way to cure it... Now, I'm not, this is not doctrine. I'm saying the teaching of what? The anointing inside. These were the days I was taught to war. When it becomes hard, I will give myself to night watches. I fast and pray. But when I want to break the hand of that thing, I, I add night watches. I didn't know. I didn't know these things until I was being taught. This is the season of process. These are the things you learn so that when you come out, when you begin to see something, you begin to function on them and people will be, will be asking why. In my own opinion, I will see now. In my own opinion, the days that David used those five stones, those were not, of course, those were not the days he learned to walk. When he came there on the day of warfare, because he said, Thou art the Lord, my strength, that teacheth my hands to war and my fingers to what? Now, there are two key things. Battle, there are, you know, I hope you know that battle is not the same thing with war. You don't know. Inside war, there are battles. Are you with me? Inside war, there are what? So sometimes you can even lose some battles, but you finally win the war. So people that are wise in warfare, their eyes is always on winning the war, really, not on winning the battles. Eh? And that is why sometimes you see all these people um, castigating church fathers and all those things. Sometimes some of the things you are saying is true. And then you win the battle. Didn't you win the battle? The day will come when you will now lose the war. You won the battle, but you lost the war. These are the things you consider sometimes. And if you are, if it's husband and wife, there are some things that your wife or your husband can be doing. You know that he's wrong, but yet you submitted. Eh? On that day, you lost the battle. Is it not true? But at the end, you won the war. So if a husband and wife will have to live in such a way that they will be victorious, if a marriage will be victorious, you must learn the difference between battles and war. Understanding that there are battles that you might have to lose so that you will finally win the war. So if you insist on winning some battles, you will lose the war. Are you with me now? So he said, you are the one that teaches my hands to what? 
and then my fingers to what? Let me give you an example of war. When God taught him how to war and how to battle, there are many. But let me teach you in this context that we are doing now. Did you remember the time that Saul was sleeping and David had the opportunity to come and cut out his clothes, even kill him? One of his men said, let me stab Saul. Just once, if I, if I stab him twice, let me be cursed. Just once. David, what did David answer? How will I do this thing against the lost anointed? On that day, he lost the battle. Do you know? But he finally won the war. So, so if he's you, you will say, Ah, God has finally put my enemies in my hands. Is it not true? That the net has finally caught you. Today, I will deal with you. But you have lost. You will win that battle, but you will lose the war. So on that day, David lost the battle. When Saul came and he was telling him what happened, is this not your clothes? He said, ah, David, my son, indeed, thou art more righteous than me. He, he confessed, but there is a place we cross in evil. The spirit will start helping you. So that even when you want to come back, you cannot come back. Have you seen people that started watching pornography initially? You just look at it and go. Look and go. Look and go. You can decide not to look again until one day you look and then you can go. You even pray in tongues. As you are praying, they are bringing the pictures. They are before you like. <laughs> this is real life story. There are some people that are giving themselves to fornication. They, if they are looking at it, they have given themselves to fornication to the point that if they look at you and prophetic. Yes, you are correct. They now have prophetic eyes. They can design, they can design the, the type of pants the ladies wearing, the pant line. They, they, they will, you are wearing clothes, but you are naked before them. No, you have to see. No, these are principles. Leave that holy thing. You cannot carry fire and put it in your bosom and say you will not be born. The best way is to open the thing so that you can be helped. Forget all these persons that do like this. If you see what we are handling inside, that's why I'm teaching you this thing. So you learn principles. Don't go and kill yourself and meet it. They say you are a pastor. Some of those guys are suffering inside. They can't tell you. You can't help them. That's why they are not telling you. They are not telling you because you, are, you can't help them. They are doing power, doing those things, but they are suffering. Suffering inside. Yes. That's why we have to open the teaching so that people can be saved on time. It's because we are hiding it, hiding it, hiding it. People are dying. Yes. Yes. So, it is on those days that <laughs> you will now understand that when you started initially, it was not that way. But when you do it over time, the Spirit will start, will start helping you. Just like in prayer. When you started prayer, 
it was hard. After some time, the spirit of prayer started helping you. You stopped struggling with 30 minutes. Is it not true? There were days you struggled with 15 minutes. You pray, take the time. It's five minutes. Kamoko <laughs> Sabahaya. Hey! Me, I suffer though. I'll be praying, 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 praying after praying. You know, I started praying by 12. After praying for long, I checked and it was 10 minutes after 12. I said, What is this? <laughs> that day I said, I will pray till 3 a.m. When it was 12, that day I said, God, you rest like people. God, you know, to. to Air is human to forgive is divine. You know that scripture we used to quote. Me, I quoted it a lot. The spirit is willing. <laughs> the flesh indeed is. Once you see somebody, I will tell you. Once you see somebody that wants to indulge in the flesh, eh, to give himself to the appetite of the flesh, he will quote scripture. That's why don't be deceived by quoting on scripture. Just as we are saying. You can, fi- you can find scriptures to support almost anything you want to do, good or bad, I tell you. The spirit is what? In fact, the scripture said, the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. God, you are the one that said it. You understand? Yes. I will pray when I wake up in the morning. I will finish this one. I'm going you two hours. I'm going you. <laughs> I know. I say I will pray to and for you. In the morning when you will pay up. Now, you know God is a good man. Eh? He's not a detector. When you say you will finish in the morning, he knows that we will agree. Guess what? In the morning you will still shoot him because the spirit is not yet involved. You are still pushing. pushing. A day will come. Eh? If you are sleeping, they will wake you up. Oh my God. There is a conclave in the heavenlies. And you have been considered a worthy participant. Eh? <laughs> they, they like the stature that you hold in the spirit. And on the days that that communion is to be held, we need your presence. So you have to be invoked out of your sleep. And then you woke up with tongues of fire. You just woke up and fire is burning. On those days, you know that the flesh is actually weak in the sense that it cannot stop the fire that is running in your bosom. On the days that spirits begin to help your prayer life, you will see that flesh has no capacity to hold a man that has been enlivened by the Holy Ghost. When you are picking, you will see that ah, mortality is indeed a lighting to bear for the man that knows his part in the spirit. Mortality. You, you know mortality is a burden. But it's a light thing to bear when the Holy Ghost is helping you. When the Holy Ghost helps you, as, as, as weak as this mortal flesh is, is a light thing to bear. Flashes of immortality will enter into your being. You pray as if you are breaking into two. But those days you are sustained by an immortal power. You can't break because the Holy Ghost is actually praying through you. He said, for we know not what we should pray for. But the Holy Ghost helped our infirmities. Eh? The spirit groaneth with groanings that cannot be uttered. On those days, you, you are possessed literally. And the utterance that is coming out of your mouth is, is woven in the wings of the spirit. The energy that is coursing through your being. It's the energy 
of the immortal one. He is the power of resurrection that is working on you. On that day, the resurrection life was being tested in your being. The power that rose Jesus from the dead was injected into your being. And that power, as the scripture said, had the capacity to rise, bring Jesus up from the dead. No, leave it. He can weaken your mortal bodies. You are sleeping because you are more yielded to that power. You are giving yourself to all night sleep without giving to prayer because you have not subscribed to that philosophy, that 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 instrument, that power that rose Jesus. The scripture called it the spirit of glory. He had the capacity to raise a man that is dead three days and brought him up with crowned him with glory. And the scripture says that Jesus is seated far above and he shared the same spirit that we will function by. That any day that a man decided to subscribe to the spirit of God, you will be quickened in such manner, a like manner. That was what the Holy Ghost said. That's why when the scripture says Elijah is a man of life passions, you need to understand it in two concepts. The scripture is trying to say that the day Elijah prayed, he tapped him into a realm that has not yet come. Eh? Because Elijah cannot pray the way he's praying with his human flesh. He tapped him into the eternal dimension and then drank from the spirit and was able to tie until the heavens were shut. So even though he was dwelling in the old covenant, he had by... I will see now. Because the scripture called these men men of faith. It's you that didn't know that they live by faith. But the book of Hebrews called them what? The men of faith. People like Daniel. How did they understand that concept of warfare in the heavenlies? It's because they live by faith. So even when it seems as if things are not happening, they still tarried in the place of prayer. Because they know that as their praying activities are going on in heaven, it's because they understood faith. These men, they, they, they cash the check. There is what we call overdraft. Eh? Overdraft is something that is given to you. Money is being given to you and you are spending it. So that when your salary comes, you will not take it from your salary. That was what those men were doing. Eh? They are collecting overdraft from the resources that is not beside in Christ. You know Christ has not yet come in the flesh and died. But by faith, you can, you can get overdraft. Eh? And, and function that's how men like Abraham function so it is by overdraft that Elijah tapped into the spirit of prayer you cannot do what that man did if you are not clothed I'm sorry for I'm, this is not my plan hi but I, there is something resting on me these days it's, it's brutal Hey. The devil is in trouble. <laughs> He's in trouble. Hi. As I'm talking there, a few angels have touched me, and once they touch me like that, I know that there are things going on. Yes. There are things going on. Jesus. Hash. Kimo. Abaha. Blessed be the Lord my strength, which teacheth my hands to war and my fingers to fight. So you see, this man understood warfare. Is you that don't understand the dimensions of war. One of the ways David was also taught warfare was when, remember, he was tending his father's sheep in the wilderness. I will teach you in literal terms, what it means for your fingers to be trained in war. 
for your hands to be trained in war, and for your fingers to be trained in battles or fight. Are you with me now? Now, David has been in the wilderness training and practicing. That means, are you with me? That the wilderness is a place of practice. You have not done shooting practice and then you carry gun into warfare. You will use it and shoot yourself. That's why some of you, God is releasing some finance into your hands so that you will use it to do kingdom warfare. He will not yet release, release it now. He will allow you to do shooting practice. He will allow you to do, do shooting practice without your 50,000, without your 100,000. And then <laughs> you cannot even hit target in that place, 50 meters target. Eh? You still think your money is your own. Are you with me now? In the Old Testament, the concept of consecration is captured in giving. Things like height is a way for God to declare, are you with me? To declare his participants, eh? to declare his covenant commitment in the lives of men. Are you with me now? So, tithe is not actually a gift. Tithe is like something you are owing. Now, stay, follow me so that you understand. If you don't hear the next part now, and hear only this part, you will now enter into mistake. Now, we have to go to the New Testament to understand the philosophy. You see, my job, the, 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 um, the context of the apostolic teaching grace is to bring the correct perspective. It's not the same thing with the pastor teaching. My job is to bring to you what God sustained in his mind when he brought out that practice. Eh? Of which the people left that thing and carried the form. They are still paying tight, but they have left the revelation. They are not fulfilling the very context, the very reason for which God instituted that oppression, and then the power thereof left. I with you. So that is the main thing. My job is to reveal that to you now. Listen, the thing in the heart of God when instituted tight is consecration. Say consecration. Consecration. So God wants to be sanctified even in what you own. Are you with me now? Now, let me give you an example. The scripture says in the book of Romans chapter 12, he said that, I beseech you therefore, brethren, to what? So, he is beseeching you. That means something happened in chapter 11. So, for you to understand chapter 12, you have to go back to what? Chapter 11. Now, this is the context of that particular scripture. That you did not do anything. And the scripture said that even before we know him, he loved us and died for us. Is it not true? It's like a man that went to pay bride price for a woman. You paid everything. But you know one of the things you didn't pay for is the woman's love. Yes. You can pay one million. And the woman will come and say, the woman's love is still with the ex-boyfriend. Yes. You know now. He can even be, you are a millionaire, billionaire. He will be collecting that money. You have seen it. Nigerian movie has taught you. <laughs> he will be collecting that money and be giving to that his boy, boyfriend. He is married. So, 
you see that even though you pay the dues, that person is still irresponsible. The scripture is saying in the book of Romans chapter 12 verse 1 that seeing that I paid the highest price to purchase you, eh, that the only reasonable thing to do, you heard the scripture say that for this is our reasonable service. The only reasonable thing for us to do is consecration and sanctification. Are you with me now? Seeing that everything the Israelite had is God that gave them. He's the one that saved them. You are not planting, you are not doing anything. Yes, you are reaping in the wilderness. How? Even when you started, so he told them this, that the only, it is only reasonable that I should have a portion in what you have. Is it not true? Is it not reasonable? So it's only reasonable for you to respond to God's unconditional So the response to God's unconditional love is what? Say consecration. Write it down. The only reasonable response to God's unconditional love is consecration. Remember, it's not forced. What did I say? That is why it's a revelation. Anybody forcing you to probably, you know, tight is in the context of honor and consecration. So if somebody forces you to do it, it's wrong also. Because you are not forced. Even though Jesus, the day, even if you didn't pay tight, you will not die. The people that say you won't die. Are you with me? It's just that you don't know the way of honor. It's just that you don't understand what Jesus actually did. Because if you understand what he did, you will understand what it means to be consecrated. And as a matter of fact, in the New Testament covenant, God is not looking for a 10%. He's looking for what? 100% all. And that is why in this New Covenant, God is more interested in you, the giver, than what you are giving. So if he has not owned you, he is not too interested in what you are giving. We have rejected many also because we know that these people need Jesus first before they need giving anything. Especially if you are in this city, you are in this southeast, you must die to mammon and greed. Two, three demons, two, three principal spirits that is ruling the southeast have said it often and often. The number one is mammon. The number two is religion. The number three it's occultism. Occultism and idolatry. These are the three. So you must conquer them, especially mammon. Mammon is so important that, that you must conquer it. Is that for you to even be a, a good witness, to live a successful Christian life, you must succeed in conquering mammon. Let me give you an example. Because some of you now, you are faced with it, you have even fallen. You need to retrace and repent. That's why your witness is weak in the place that you have found yourself, in your workplace and all that. My friend told me, when I went to Enugu recently, he said, and the testimony shook me to my bones. He said that where he is working, two testimonies. One, where he is working, he was, there is something that the office signed that they should break up that thing and replace it. What it will cost to break it up and replace it is 4,000 naira per unit. Eh? But what the, what the office signed for it is what? 6,000. What will it cost? 4,000. What did the office sign? Is he a eh? And they signed it for thousands of units. 
If it's just signing 6,000, you are able to negotiate to 4,000. Is it same? Is it not business? Won't you do it? Amen. Won't you do it? You see it. So in young, most of us. But the guy, he said that a time came when the decision was hard for him to make. The question he asked himself is, what will Pastor do, do or say in this matter? As soon as he said it, he said, no, I know that he will not submit. That's what said it. That's why sometimes in your life, you need to build boundaries of men. Boundaries. Your decision is not enough. Your decision to live right, to walk as a correct witness is not enough. You still need to build boundaries. Like fellowship with brethren. Like having a spiritual cover. Like having a voice that can speak into your life and correct you. You don't have anybody that, correct, that can correct you. You are in loose camp. You go and crash somewhere. I don't care if you're anointed. We have seen anointed men die like Christmas good. It's not by anointing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The guy died and died and died again. He said, the last question he asked me, why is it that God will not give somebody this thing without him dying? He's not dying of physical death. He's dying the real death. There is another one that came out and he would have made 10 million in one month. 10 million. Oh my God. That's, he has already budgeted on how to sow seed. He, he might probably sow 1 million to revival hall. <clears throat> eh? And then, and the, and the eye with me now, glory to God. And then we'll be rejoicing and releasing prayer on you. I with you. No, keep it. There are things that make, make God happy. This is not one of them. These are the aspects of tithe and giving that people are supposed to understand. That God is more interested in the person than what is given. Are you with me now? So they do anything and get money and come and pay tithe and so it and go. That's why the, the people collecting bribe, corruption in Nigeria, their name is not Musa. Their name is Moses. The, their name is not Saida. Eh? Their name is Solomon. Their name is not Ibrahim. Their name is Isaac. Their name is not Isa. Their name is Isaac. The people that is in charge of corruption, there are elders in the church, there are pastors. Something has happened. That means this is the whole context of 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 Titan to understand that God owns a part of you as a reasonable response to the unconditional sacrifice and love that He gave to you. Is it not true? So this revelation has to be in your heart before you even give anything. Are you with me now? Follow me. If you don't, this is what people don't understand and they do anything and give. And then you lose your witness power. Then government will come and say we are sacking people. Uh, we are doing this, we are doing this. 1,000 believers will gather to pray. They will finish praying. Government will stay sad because they lack, they don't have corporate rank. They they sold out to Satan. Remember, Satan is in the merchandise of souls. Yes. And in the day of warfare, their hands were not trained. Eh? 
They won some battles and lost the war. They don't know that the war we are, we are in is a spiritual war. And the tools that we need are spiritual. One of them is to live right. A righteous man cannot fall in the day of warfare. It's not possible. Because your greatest protection in the marketplace is righteous living. Are you with me now? Because you can be a pastor and be praying in the night and you are still touching some things. If they strike you from their altar, it will touch you. But sometimes you are living righteous. You have not collected bread. You have not done anything. And they even cook it and send to you. You did not pray that night. It will not touch you, my friend. Because you are standing in the light. This is what some people have collected and they will come and you know, don't give me. Hold it. There are things that make God rejoice. And in the days he was talking about giving, he was cursing the Pharisees. Eh? He told them that you are careful to pay the tithe, the kumi and anin, and you have forgotten about the weightier things of the law, which is what mercy and what judgment. You must understand mercy and judgment. These are the concept of warfare. These are the things, you must, these are the things that make, are you with me now? These are, the, the word mercy and judgment is, 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 is a revival terminology. Because when God moves in, inside a territory, there are two things he administers in a territory. Territorially, there are two things God administers when we begin to cry for revival. It's either he administers judgment or he administers what? Depending on the people and on the need. So, for revival to break out, there are things that God needs to judge, actually. Is it not true? And for revival to break out, God has to pour out his mercy. That's why we actually call revival showers of mercy or showers of blessing. He said, you are the God that taught my hands to war and my fingers to battle. In those days, he, he learned it small, small. So in the wilderness, he was tending sheep and the bear came. What did he do? He killed the bear. And the lion came. He also killed the lion. You have not killed bear. You have not killed lion. You want to go and kill the lion. Are you okay? He will, he will eat you. You have not been able to pray out your sister to be born again. And you are saying, you are following you, Lawrence or you to say one million souls. You are a foolish person. Don't be you have not secured your family. And you are saying, give me Lagos. Give me, give me. <laughs> People in your father's house are not yet born again. They have not considered you a principality in your father's house. Are you not joking? So then they have done now done anything, and they see men controlling cities and they are causing them. You, you will die. You will die like a cruel beast. David was trained for battle, okay? In the wilderness season, that's how he ran to fight. So, when he appeared before Goliath, he's you that he's saying he's a small boy. He's not a small boy. Are you with me? He's not a function of age. He's a function of light. He's a function of dealings and experiences and encounters. Things that will pass through in your process and wilderness season. So, I begin to tell men that it takes 12 weeks on uninterrupted for you to set up a candle in a territory, a territorial candle, a territorial prayer altar takes 12 weeks of consistent engagement on that altar for you to set it up in the place of, people began to ask me, where is it in the Bible? I stopped because 
it is a reality that I was taught when I encounter God. Eh? The place where I was taught this thing is not the place that you stumble upon. These are the things that God taught me on the days of wilderness. The days that he began to teach me territorial ministry. Are you hearing what I'm saying? These are the days that David trained his hand with killing bears, with killing lions. Eh? Because there is actually a day of Goliath is coming. So when the day of Goliath came, he understood that warfares are not only fought with spears. Eh? They are not only fought with swords and shields. The warfares are also fought with altars. Eh? Because Goliath rose up as giant as that man is, he said, I curse you with the altars of with the altars and gods of Philistine. David was trained in battle. He, he, he knew that this man has taken the warfare from the natural and taken it into the realm of the spirit. He also invoked the Lord God of Israel, the Lord God of hosts. He said, It's not against me that this man has come, O oh God. He's risen against you. The Lord of the angel armies. Will you keep quiet? David just flashed his head with Goliath. On that day, the boatmen understood. You know why Goliath has been challenging Israel? Nobody came out. Goliath was more trained in darkness than the Israelites are trained in light. So the day they contested in warfare, darkness subdued light. Not because darkness is stronger than light, but because the light bearers have not interacted with light long enough that the, the effulgence of glory in their life can subsume the darkness in their territory. On that day, God lost. The tokens of God were lost. Not because God is not powerful, but because the guiding light, the light, the men, because light cannot go without a man bearing it. The men that bear the light have not interacted with light. So they are not wise enough in the ways of the spirit to understand the, the technology that it takes to draw down the hand of God. But this man was trained in the wilderness and he has killed the bear and lion. He knew that the day that he did this, he didn't do it because of his human power. That there is an altar that killed him. He has raised altars in the wilderness. And you know the way of the altars. That the thing that backs men, when they contend in the marketplace, is the altars that they have. There are some of the self speech that men present in the days that they want to win contract in government house. It's not because the self speech is good. It's because the men that want it, they have sacrificed to altars. The day they did it, they promised the author that they will be sacrificing a million every week if they will allow them to succeed in this adventure. And you are giving 500 naira offering and expecting God to kill himself for you. Are you not joking? It's not about legalism. It's about understanding how to what war. This is warfare. And it is you that thought is intellectual. But the man you are dealing with, as giant as he is, took the warfare in the spirit and said, I curse you with the gospel. David said, I know this. Because when I was in the wilderness, in my season of process, God taught me this terminology. That even though I'm intelligent, I came out with first class, I cannot depend on it. Because the authors in my family will come to contest the promise and prophecy that is hanging upon my life. So for me to trust on my academic um, and prowess, hmm? Uh, for me to trust on my eloquence to execute my ministry is, is, is for me to experience a challenge, a, a crippled challenge in my work with God. I have to understand that there is a spiritual dimension that I have to factor in the altars that is built on the basis of sacrifices and covenant. That there is a place that God has to land in my life and take up so that the institutions that is in me will not be seeing me alone, will be seeing the them that is with me. Are you with me now? 
These are the things that, that David understood, that Saul didn't understand. Saul always have challenge with raising altars for God. And that is why he failed and he lost his crown. The day he wanted to sacrifice, he sacrificed repentance. The second time he wanted to sacrifice, he sacrificed when he shouldn't. This is a man that is not wise in the things of the spirit. Even the days he tried to raise altars to fight for him, he is not wise. The reason is because he had no process. Are you with me? Because it is in the seasons of process you learn how to raise all tasks. So that when the days of warfare comes, you will know how to navigate. The same soul that raised altar and God, most, uh, Samuel told him, this day your kingdom is taken away. David raised altar for God. The, haven't you read it? The day that, who are they? Is it the Amalekites? Forgotten? Who are they? Came and, and carried everything as Ziklag. David took the effort and said, Oh God, if we chase them, we will get. This is a man that knows how to invoke the voice of God. How did he learn it? Where did he learn it? When did he learn it? These are the things he learned in the days of the. It was in the wilderness that God anointed him. He knew that he seen him as a king. Before he was a king, he was a priest and he was a prophet. For long enough before he was found a king. So when he came to the king, he knew that he seen king. What God is seeing is my prophet David. What God is seeing is my priest, the anointed psalmist. Are you with me now? So the day he went into the temple to carry the bread that is meant for in the holy place, he knew that he's thinking we die. Before God, the man that entered is a priest. That's the thing, that's the terminal, that's the key to the end time revival. He knew that he's seen a professor in the classroom before God. That is a priest that walked into the classroom and carried out as an entrance. Is you that he's seen a, a governor? What God is seen is an Elijah, a man with a revival mantle that entered into the government house. The, the person you are seeing is Jehu. That's Jehu walking into the government house. That's Jehu walking into the body of Christ. And he's looking for all the Jezebel to slaughter them. How did this man, they learned it in process. David had process. Saul had no process. So you learn how to raise altars in your processes. I've already started talking about altars and sacrifices. Without this. I learn how to do warfare in those times. For example, let's even use ministry. Have you ever, you have never prophesied in a meeting of 20 people. I want to prophesy on a crusade ground. You have not consistently uh, opened deaf ears of 10 people and you want to hold a, a citywide crusade. You know, because you prayed for a madman on the road and he got healed. You have not become a, an, a city evangelist. You are joking, my friend. Don't know anything. Eh? You have not been trained. So, this is the way we do it. That's why when we come, the church is supposed to be a parasite. We are men, their skills in the spirit are on. So, see the way you are leading prayer, teaching, and all these things. Hmm? A day will come when the skill will be required in a higher place. All you need to do is to replicate what you are doing inside. At best, what you need to do is to what? Say, amplify it. There is a difference between seeking to know something and amplifying what you already know. They are different, is it not true? Somebody that didn't go to university at all is different from somebody trying to do his master's degree. Master's degree is that 
the knowledge base you have is no more enough. Is it not true? But you didn't go to school, you don't go to school. People that didn't go to school, it doesn't apply for masters. It's the people that went. So if we are talking about for uh, 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 other degrees, we are talking to a particular set of people that has passed through process. Is it not true? I want you to pray. In the next five minutes, ask God, teach my hands to walk and teach my fingers to do battle. I cannot pass through this season and not understand what it takes to prosecute my destiny. Oh God, in this season, teach me everything that it takes to prosecute my destiny. I cannot be found in that place and suddenly I found out that I'm ill-equipped to, 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 to take down all the authors, to, to bring to bear what it takes for me to execute my destiny. When the time comes now, I'll find out that I fell short. <laughs> May opportunity not meet you unprepared. May opportunity, no, opportunities are coming. Things are coming. May he never meet you unprepared. May he never meet you unprepared. Just go ahead and pray in the Holy Ghost. Sakabento karash. Semento kabrada bahate kabanta. Radeko rabatahande brakabata labanteria. Rabedako adebo koskabaranta. Manta braka pata kambre de velento, zabraka pata kambra de varanta, kabra de valanta, ya kambre, ya kambre, zabraka pata kambre do bakasta, rebede de ya kambra de varanta, prada pata kabanantelia, rebede de de kondata kante, la manta kapayanta kala, nana kambre da garataya. The Lord, your strength is the one that teaches your hands to war and your fingers to do battle. Rekoska, Rekoska, Akranda Batabentalia, you are not praying, Kaito Karata, Zakanto Karandele, Rabatalia, Cambreco Patacadasca, Rabatalia, Rebeta Catacambre de Veletelebeta, Rabata Baradabata Cabaratania, Ambre Cabata Cambra da Baranta, Catua, 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 Abrega de Cambre, Bredega de Cambre, Abrega de Cambre, Abrega de Cambre, Abeleta de Dia. Train our fingers to wield the weapons of war, to wield the weapons of war, so that we will bring down the structures and, and, and manifestation, the institutions that darkness has put down in our territory for years in our families. Oh, concern our hands, give us the skills, give us the expertise, give us the experience, the dealings. Bless us with experience and dealings and encounters, oh God, so that we will be trained enough, so that we will, we will be equipped, oh God, to contend, to contend and war.